Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Digital Worship at St. John's. Uh, today is Sunday, March 15th, and it is the third Sunday in the season of Lent, and worship is looking very different today for a lot of reasons. Yes. So we're That's glad that you are this. able to join us today. Um, Jennifer Hills, our Director of Youth and Christian Education here at St. John's Lutheran Church in Alexandria, Virginia, is joining me. And we are in our gathering space, the Narthex, here at St. John's. It's a strange place today uh, because mm -hmm. there's nobody here except us. It's very quiet. It's sort of a very surreal atmosphere right now. Uh, but we absolutely made the right decision to suspend worship services for this weekend and next weekend, as well as all activities uh, in uh, a great sense of, of uh, precaution. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're glad that you're able to join us. So Jennifer, any words of welcome you want to offer? Hi, just to say welcome and um, please like and share this video on your personal Facebook pages that um, helps to get us more um, movement on social media. I can't think of the word right now, but so if you like it, if you share it, give us a thumbs up. We're glad you're here. Um, we're glad you're joining us. And we hope this is a um, balm in this time of- um, Absolutely, absolutely. This time of- Uncertainty. Uncertainty, There's there you go. There's a lot of anxiety <laughs> out there. I was thinking about this. Um, overnight, well, a lot over the last couple of days with um, things moved very rapidly on Friday with uh, the governor of Virginia's announcement that all public schools in Virginia would be closed at least for the next two weeks. And then the president's declaration of a national state of emergency. That really was the game changer for a lot of mm -hmm. uh, places of worship, our own included. Um, we debated where to have this digital worship service, uh, and we thought this would be the best place out here versus the sanctuary. Um, that is where we gather for worship. However, um, it's a very um, uh, alive space with a lot of uh, reverberation and sound, so we would just echo in there, and this seemed um, the best place. We are gathered here in front of the cross. Can't see it. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't see it all, but it is behind us right here. So uh, we gather um, in the strength and power of the one who hung on the cross for us and for our salvation. That is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Um, last evening, when we were to have our Saturday evening joy service, uh, one of the hymns we were going to sing for distribution uh, is an African-American spiritual, and you're probably familiar with it too. Um, in the morning when I rise, in the morning when I rise, in the morning when I rise, give me Jesus. Give me Jesus, give me Jesus, you may have all the rest, give me Jesus. And now more than ever, mm -hmm. I think that is what our, our heart's prayer is. Uh, and all the things that are going on with the unrest and uncertainty, um, give me Jesus. So we pray that uh, you will be richly blessed through this time of worship this morning and that uh, you will um, share this with your friends as well. So what we're going to do in the midst of everything that is kind of upended with uh, our life collectively as a people, 
Um, and as Christians, because of the absence of public worship services, we are using those appointed scripture readings that are read in uh, churches uh, throughout the world in this Lenten season. Uh, we're going to use those lessons and prayers appointed for today, the first Sunday in Lent. And so you're going to need your Bible today. Uh, so if you don't have one handy with you, please go ahead and uh, zip off somewhere into your house and get one or pull out your phone and uh, follow the Bible passages along with us that are appointed for today. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know what, we're going to begin with prayer this morning. We're going to begin with Luther's morning prayer, which is always appropriate, but especially appropriate now. So, um, I invite you to pray with me. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have so graciously kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray you that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Okay, so um, Jennifer and I are going to uh, <clears throat> proceed into the worship service this morning, and um, we're going to begin uh, following the invocation with uh, the prayer appointed for the third Sunday in Lent, followed by the scripture reading. So um, get that Bible out and uh, we'll begin together. All right. So the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Now let us pray. O God, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways, and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. All right, our first scripture reading for today uh, comes from um, the Old Testament book of Exodus, uh, chapter 17, verses 1 through 7. Exodus 17, 1 through 7. And Jennifer, okay. whenever I'm you're ready to read. I'm going to let people, um, we're having some people can't hear us, but most people can, so okay. hopefully they'll... You just have to make sure you speak louder. I have to speak louder. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to read. Exodus chapter 17. All the congregation of the people of Israel moved on from the wilderness of sin by stages, according to the commandment of the Lord, and camped at Rehavidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. And Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water. And the people grumbled against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? 
So Moses cried to the Lord, What shall I do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, Pass on before the people, taking with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the staff which you struck the Nile, and go. Behold, I will stand before you, and there on the rock of Hereb and Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and the water shall come out of it, and the people shall drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel, and he called the name of the place Massa and Meribah, because of the quarreling of the people of Israel, and because they tested the Lord by saying, Is the Lord among us or not? That's a good one. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> The psalm that is appointed for today, this third Sunday in Lent, is Psalm 95, verses 1 through 9. And so, um, find this in your Bibles, please, Psalm 95, verses 1 through 9, and we will read this together. We normally read it responsibly mm -hmm. in worship, but um, let's just read it all together. And you can read it at home. Absolutely, yeah, please do. Yeah, you can read do. it out loud at home. Read it at home Or at Starbucks, us. if you're watching Starbucks. <laughs> Okay, Psalm 95, 1 through 9. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as at Meribah, as on the day at Massa in the wilderness, when your fathers put me to the test and put me to the proof, though they had seen my work. And now the uh, epistle reading for the third Sunday in Lent is found in Paul the Apostle's letter to the Romans, Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 8. We'll give you a minute to find that in your Bibles. Romans 5, verses 1 through 8. <clears throat> All right. Therefore, since you have been justified by faith, and you have peace with God through your Lord Jesus Christ, through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one might dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Normally we would stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel in honor of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is in the midst of his people in his Gospel word. But today, um, wherever you are, I invite you just to remain seated. So that Gospel reading for the third Sunday in Lent is from John chapter 4, verses 5 through 26. And we'll give you a moment to find that in your Bibles also. John chapter 4, verses 5 through 26. This is one of my favorites. This is the account of Jesus' conversation with the Samaritan woman at the well. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the fourth chapter. Lord, Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, so Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour, that is, about twelve noon. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty forever. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. 
The woman said to him, I know the Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to, to you, you, O Christ. Christ. Uh, so my friends um, at St. John's, we have a verse or verses mm -hmm. from one of the scripture readings each week that we lift up and we read together. It is our scripture memory verse for the week ahead. And uh, we invite people to commit that to memory, to just hold it close to their hearts in the week ahead. And for this week ahead, that verse is uh, John 4, verse 14 from the gospel reading read just now. So if you still have your Bibles open, sorry I didn't think of this earlier, <laughs> uh, let's read that together. John chapter 4, verse 14. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty forever. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. May that verse be a source of blessing uh, for you each and every day. All right, I'm getting my notes in order here. I have everything on a music stand right here in front of me, so that's what I'm referring to. So grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lenten Savior, Jesus Christ, who is that living water. Uh, the message for this day, the third Sunday in Lent in this time of the coronavirus, uh, comes from what we just heard uh, in the gospel reading from John chapter 4. Amen. So uh, the sermon is really kind of going to be more conversational today. It would be sort of strange for me to be just preaching this straight through and Jennifer just sitting here looking at me. I'd have to make sure to stay awake. You would have to make sure to stay awake. <laughs> and I hope that you do. Every Sunday. <laughs> so... Um, you know, with everything that has been going on in uh, our lives together, not only in our local communities, but regionally, nationally, certainly internationally, uh, there is a whole new vocabulary mm -hmm. that we now have that we didn't really have a short time ago. Mm -hmm. uh, COVID-19. Yes. Right? Yeah, you know what I just learned yesterday? What? That the 19 stands for 2019. Oh, I did not know that. That's the COVID-2019 virus, I think. Okay. If I might be wrong. Let me so uh, one member shared with me um, a, a take on what that uh, acronym COVID stands for. I don't know what the, it actually stands for in terms of scientific sure. words, but uh, this person said to me it stands for Christ over viruses and infectious diseases. <laughs> I thought, yes, that's great. <laughs> So um, COVID-19 is a word, self-isolation mm -hmm. or self-quarantine, okay? Yes. Social distancing. Mm -hmm. That's, in fact, why we're doing what we're doing right now is to uh, flatten the curve, as we're told, to keep people from um, spreading the virus. Um, Non-pharmaceutical interventions, NPI, basic things like washing your hands, not touching your face, coughing and sneezing into mm -hmm. your elbow, things like that. And so now uh, the coronavirus is officially a pandemic mm -hmm. as labeled by the 
um, World Health Organization. So we, we are all on high alert. Things just look different now. Um, if you've been uh, so brave as to go to the grocery store, uh, recently, my wife June and I did on Friday morning at Wegmans, and it was crazy. It was. It was crazy. Uh, lots of things just not there at all, uh, shelves bare in any one of a number of places. And so uh, we are trying everything we can, and we've been doing this now for several weeks here at church, even before the declaration of a state of emergency to wipe down all surfaces, um, deeper cleaning, all of these things we've been doing to exercise um, good judgment and safety precautions. Um, I strongly encourage you to do that in your own life mm -hmm. as well. Um, so we continue to pray for everyone who is impacted uh, by the coronavirus, the many, many people growing in number who are afflicted with this. We pray also for um, healthcare workers Absolutely. who are on the front lines of this, uh, first responders as well, uh, public health officials, uh, government leaders. Um, there's, there's just so much that goes into um, decision making and protocol and, and handling all of these things right now. Um, we were hearing basic things of what we are to do. Get plenty of rest, mm -hmm. uh, eat right, and drink plenty of fluids or water. And so um, stay hydrated, and that is important. And so today on this third Sunday in Lent, um, it's water really that is before us, that's right? The, that's the story, right? That's the story, both the Old Testament lesson and we hear that echoed in the psalmody as well, um, the putting uh, uh, the Lord to the test at Massa and Meribah, uh, which means contention, testing. Uh, the people were thirsty. They were powerful thirsty and they wanted Moses to do something about it. And that's what we heard in the Old Testament lesson. Hydrologists are people who are scientists and they deal in water. That's their thing. And um, they tell us that uh, projections 30 years out, by the year 2050, there will be an additional two to two and a half billion more people on our already very crowded planet Earth. And so um, what does this mean for water? Mm. Uh, a, a lot to consider here. Water is increasingly becoming a priority policy at the international level. Concern about a, a global energy crisis, we're hearing yes. a lot about that, uh, is now accompanied by concern over a looming global water crisis. Um, it's a very sobering thought. Mm. We take uh, water for granted frequently. Just turn your faucet we on. just turn our faucet on, it's available, we have all the water we need. Uh, in many parts of the world that's not the case. So how do we then, as human beings who are created in the mm. image of God and charged with care of God's creation, manage what the Lord has created, including water? How do we do this thoughtfully? 
wisely. Right. Not just for our concern, but for the next generations right. who will come after us, right? This isn't ours, we're just borrowing it. Yes, yeah. we're just managing it for mm -hmm. a time. So this is really um, a stewardship issue. Mm -hmm. And I would put forth to you right now that the stewardship of what we're about in this coronavirus mm. also has a lot to say, not just about ourselves, but about the people around us. Yes, that's right. Right? So curtailing activities, <clears throat> if not for our sake, then for the sake of the people around us, especially those who are um, in compromised health situations or the elderly take those needs into consideration. So in today's gospel lesson, Jesus teaches us about a different kind of water, um, water that brings refreshment and new life, not just to the body, but to the soul as well. And Jesus himself is that living water. And that becomes uh, the theme for the message this day. So in this Lenten season, uh, our Lenten preaching series is Deliver Us, Jesus. And today, based on that gospel lesson, uh, the theme for the message is Deliver Us, Jesus, from Thirst. So may the Lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching, the hearing, and the living of his word for Jesus' sake. So, you know, um, the unfortunate thing is I had wonderful slides <laughs> to accompany my sermon today that would just uh, add a whole bunch of visual um, uh, additions to what the, the spoken word's about. We could put them on the Facebook page later. Okay, okay, we'll see if we can People do can that. So one of the things that I'm always interested in is when uh, we look at the scriptures and it talks about places, yes. where are those places? Mm -hmm. And so um, where is this place called Sychar that we hear about in the gospel mm -hmm. lesson? Where is this place called Jacob's Well? Where were they located? Mm -hmm. So I encourage you, because I don't have the slides here in Maybe front of me. Maybe they have their Bible open. Right. Get yeah. your Bible open some and maps in um, the back. look for maps in the back. Exactly. Yeah. So in Jesus' day, Sychar, Jacob's well, were found in the southern part of Samaria. Mm -hmm. And Samaria was a region that was between Nazareth up north, where Jesus' hometown was, um, Nazareth. Um, and then Samaria in the middle, and below that was Ju excuse me, Judea, where uh, Jerusalem is. So um, there were long-standing hostilities mm. between Jews and Samaritans um, that go back centuries before the time of Jesus. And so mm. pious um, Jewish people would not even walk on Samaritan soil. If they lived up north in Samaria, excuse me, in uh, Galilee, they would walk east uh, along the Jordan River and then come down avoiding Samaria and then walk over into Judea because they believed they would contaminate themselves by uh, walking on Samaritan soil. It was that Bad. It was that petty. It was that bad. Which it makes it bad. even more significant right. that Jesus chooses to tell the parable. Bingo. Mm -hmm. Of the Good Samaritan. And that Jesus himself chose to walk oh. through Samaria. 
wow. Yes. So he was breaking out of these barriers, yes. right? So where is Sychar and Jacob's well today? Well, it is outside of the city of Nablus, which is on the West Bank, Palestinian oh, yes. territory. Today there is uh, a Greek Orthodox uh, monastery there mm -hmm. and in a, a chapel that is now um, really below ground in a crypt, um, there's Jacob's well there. That's where tradition says uh, all of this happened. So again, I think the first point to note is Jesus did things differently than the expectations for the day mm -hmm. were. He didn't bypass Samaria. He was went right through he it. He went right mm -hmm. through it right there. So he was tired. He was thirsty. You know how it is if you've been traveling and it's hot weather mm -hmm. and you're just so thirsty, you just you're you're you need you need a drink. You just need a drink. So it was about noontime. Things were heating right. up in the day. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, a Mediterranean kind of arid climate to begin with. And so most people are already inside. They're, they're in a cooler, shady place. And um, Jesus went and sat by the well of Jacob. And um, this woman comes along to get water. Now, this is a weird time for... Uh, that household chore. Mm -hmm. So um, before the days of chore. indoor plumbing, mm -hmm. uh, before there was running water, uh, women were the ones who did the toting of water. Uh, first thing in the morning and again uh, toward dinner time in the evening, uh, they would go to the well mm -hmm. to get the water they needed uh, for their household. And uh, it was a place of conversation, catching up on the news, and so that's not when this woman no. comes to the well. And why is that? We'll get to that in a little bit here. And so um, Jesus begins to engage her in conversation. And he asks her for a drink. Um, so did Jesus and this unnamed woman just kind of meet only by happenstance? Was it uh, mere accidental timing? I don't think so. I don't believe that. I believe this was by divine appointment. Even as the Lord brings people into our lives whom we may not have anticipated or planned for at all. We weren't expecting that, and yet the Lord has planned for it. So, Jesus' request for a drink of water opens the floodgates for this woman, and he sort of blows her mind by telling her about a different kind of water, this living water that he will give to anyone who asks him, and they will never be thirsty again. Well, you can imagine, now this woman is highly interested in what yes. Jesus has to say. She's looking to make her life easier yes. by not having to come multiple times a day to the well mm -hmm. to draw water and then lug it back home again. But that's not what Jesus is talking about. Mm. You know, so often we misunderstand Jesus in our own lives as well, right? Mm -hmm. We're looking for the quick fix. Yes. 
We're looking for the five easy steps to make our lives easier or better. Yes. Yep. And so often we're not looking for the gifts Jesus alone can give. We're not looking for the promised Messiah. We're looking for Jesus, our personal vending machine. (laughs) Right? Yes. Yeah. But what is it really that we're thirsty for? Mm -hmm. That's the question. What are we thirsty for? What is it that is really going to quench our thirst? So often in daily life, you know, we'll drink a whole bunch of stuff, but not water. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it is water that our body really needs and wants. So Jesus did not get sucked up into the Samaritan woman's agenda. And you know what? Jesus does not get sucked up into whatever agenda we may have for him either. It doesn't mean he doesn't care about us. Quite the opposite. It does mean that Jesus has something even better in mind for us. So Jesus kind of redirected things around and asked the woman to go and get her husband. And when she said she had no husband, Jesus challenged her on this. And as the promised Messiah, he brought her secret sins to light. Mm -hmm. And Jesus does that with you and me as well. We don't always like that. In fact, we, like that Samaritan woman, may rebel against that. Jesus revealed that she'd had five husbands and the man she was with right now wasn't her husband either. And so that's why the woman came to the well at noon, right? She came to the well to avoid other people who would sort of look at her kind of sideways and, you know, raise their eyebrows and then would go off and uh, talk about her behind her back. So when the spotlight is on us and our secret sins are brought to light, how do we respond? What, what do we do? Well, you know what? We do the same thing the woman did. We try to um, shift the conversation, mm-hmm. move that spotlight away from us to avoid embarrassment. We're really no different than that Samaritan woman at the well. But nothing is hidden from Jesus, our Messiah, right? He sees all. We fear judgment. We fear condemnation, not only from other people, but even from God himself. Hmm. But here's the good news. We heard about this in the gospel reading for last Sunday. Beautiful, beautiful words. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Those are beautiful, beautiful words. John 3, Mm -hmm. verse 17. And as Paul the Apostle tells us in that epistle lesson for today, God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, still sinners, Christ died for us. Yes. And that is good news that makes an eternal difference. Mm -hmm. It really is. And this is what we're thirsty for. 
This is what we're thirsty <laughs> we for. We sometimes don't even know it. And we don't even know it. We're chasing after a whole bunch of other, other things. things in life, yes. thinking that's going to quench our thirst, thinking that's going to be what we want. And mm. strangely enough, they don't really fulfill or satisfy mm. us at all. And so the search continues. Mm -hmm. This is what we are thirsty for, that good news of salvation mm -hmm. in Jesus. This is the living water that satisfies us as nothing else can do. And as Jesus tells us in that scripture memory verse, which we read together, uh, John 4, verse 14, whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. I think that's a beautiful image. If you've ever been um, out in nature somewhere and uh, there is a spring-fed stream, um, that is a thing of wonder and beauty and purity, mm -hmm. that water that bubbles up to the surface, um, it's amazing. So that life-giving water of grace um, flows out of the gift that God has given us, beginning in holy baptism, because in baptism, everything that Jesus has done for us, his, his life of obedience to the Father, his innocent suffering and death on the cross, his resurrection from the dead, his victory over death and the grave, all of this is freely given to everyone who asks for it and receives it in faith. It all becomes ours in baptism. And in those cleansing waters of baptism, that fear of judgment, that fear of condemnation that comes from our old sinful self it's washed away, washed away by that um, spring of water welling up to eternal life. And we're given a new identity as, as children of God. So that gift of forgiveness and life and salvation first received in baptism, it continues to bubble up like a spring of living water throughout our entire life as we daily die to sin, and rise to new life in Jesus. So uh, in thinking about this sermon, um, one commentator uh, wrote, you know, everything in this gospel reading is wrong. Hmm. And that's what makes it right. Oh. <laughs> Jews like Jesus do not talk to Samaritans. Or women. Women do not come to the well alone in the middle of the day. Men do not talk to women they are not related to. And Jesus breaks through all of these barriers to share the promise of living water. Jesus, who quenches our thirst with living water, calls us to share this gift that we ourselves have received with the people around us who also are thirsty. They're thirsty. They're looking for mm -hmm. identity and purpose and, and meaning in life for healing. Mm -hmm. So are there barriers today uh, like there were in Jesus' day between people, between groups, 
absolutely. Uh, human nature has not changed much over the course of the centuries. And so in this very unique time that we live in right now, as the coronavirus is everywhere right now, um, we might think there's all kinds of barriers out there that um, are, and they are in place and for a good reason to um, flatten the curve. And yet in the midst of that, um, what is the Lord calling us to do? Um, how can we uh, recognize the needs of neighbors and uh, minister as best we can in the midst of everything that's going on? How can we point them to that living water that is Jesus himself? So um, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit Absolutely. poured out upon us in baptism. Mm -hmm. Um, we're refreshed with this gift of living water mm -hmm. that is Jesus himself. And so we're called to go forth in Jesus' name and, and with his power and that peace which passes all understanding that will guard our hearts and minds in Christ um, as we navigate these um, uncertain days in which we live, mm -hmm. looking for opportunities then uh, to join Jesus on his mission wherever that may be. And we may find that like the uh, unplanned appointment uh, that the Samaritan woman had with Jesus, uh, there might be all kinds of divine appointments that the Lord has in mind uh, for you Just and for waiting. me. Mm -hmm. Just waiting until the right time. And so uh, we're, we're called to uh, direct people to where they too can get that drink of a lifetime mm -hmm. and that's that's Jesus and so uh, we pray deliver us Jesus from thirst give that living water to all who thirst may it be so for you and for me now in this third week of Lent in the midst of this coronavirus amen, amen. may the God of peace sanctify you holy your spirit your soul and your body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Amen. Amen. So uh, some basic elements that are part of any worship service are uh, scripture reading, mm -hmm. um, uh, the preaching and teaching of that word. So we've had both of those mm -hmm. and prayer. So we're going to come into, go into a time of prayer now, uh, lifting up um, certainly the needs uh, of the coronavirus and, and all people who are affected by that. Um, there is uh, a prayer out there that is making the rounds on social media. Yes. And what did you call it, Jen? I think it's the red letter prayer. Red letter prayer. It has to do with the red letter challenge. That's how I've seen it on social media. Okay. Um, I have not seen it uh, under that name, but it may well be. Um, but it is uh, also titled Prayer uh, for a Pandemic. So uh, I invite you now to uh, bow your heads and your hearts in prayer. Um, each of the petitions uh, will end with the words, Lord, in your mercy, we will respond by saying, hear our prayer. And then we will conclude with the Lord's Prayer. Let us pray.
Lord Jesus Christ, we give you all thanks and praise that you are that true and living water that quenches our thirst as nothing else can do. Help us then to find our meaning, our purpose, our identity in you alone, that we would daily be refreshed through the cleansing waters of holy baptism, where we have been marked with your own cross and sealed by the Holy Spirit for life eternal. Use us as your people to direct others to where they too can drink of that living water and know your peace which passes all understanding. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, we pray for water here on planet Earth, for deep wells and clean drinking water, for acid-free rain, for rivers and springs and lakes and oceans, for every human being that there would be abundant water to sustain life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father in heaven, we pray for all those who are suffering difficulties right now in the coronavirus. May we who are merely inconvenienced remember those whose lives are at stake. May we who have no risk factors remember those most vulnerable. May we who have the luxury of working from home Remember those who must choose between preserving their health or making their rent. May we who have the flexibility to care for our children when their schools close, remember those who have no options. May we who have to cancel our trips, remember those who have no safe place to go. May we who are losing our margin money in the tumult of the economic market remember those who have no margin at all. May we who settle in for a quarantine at home remember those who have no home. As fear grips our country, let us choose to love one another as you have loved us in your son Jesus. During this time when we cannot physically wrap our arms around each other, let us find ways to be the loving embrace of God to our neighbors through Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray, O oh God, for all those who are homebound or hospitalized or sick. We pray for the homes and households of people of this congregation and your church throughout all the world. We pray for government leaders and public health officials, for first responders and emergency room workers, for doctors and nurses and technicians, for lab workers, for caregivers, for all those who need your strength in this time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all those who are preparing for holy baptism, for members who cannot be together today, for those who are distant or estranged from loved ones, that your healing power would be upon them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
Oh God, you know everything we have ever done, and still you love us. We thank you for giving us hope always, but especially now, that we may drink from the rock that is Christ, the living water. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, God of abundant grace, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our, our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Receive now the blessing of the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. peace. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. We're so glad you could join us for this uh, online worship service this morning. Please uh, take every precaution. Be of good health and be safe in the week ahead. Uh, we plan to, again, have a, a worship service online mm -hmm. next weekend as well. Um, Jennifer, any closing remarks? Yes, look up, follow our Facebook page, uh, share, like, post. We are looking at more ways that we can um, use technology to um, continue our discipleship journey with our adult education classes, right, right. confirmation, um, children's ministry. So um, this phase is going to be pretty active in the next couple weeks as we're um, putting more stuff online, right, right. hoping to um, be able to connect with you guys virtually right. in different ways. And we'll continue to keep um, things updated to the congregation uh, via email messages that go out. Um, so the outgoing voicemail here at church reflects that we, um, the church uh, worship services are suspended as our mm -hmm. uh, meetings and activities, um, all those things. Um, things are changing, so as they change, we will certainly keep you all informed. Yes, absolutely. And of course, if anybody has any physical needs, yeah, um, please let us know because please we're here to know. help you too. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, go in the, the grace and peace of uh, our Lord Jesus Christ, the living water. Amen. Amen.